it's imperative to get the uh, everything's happening for your highest good and conspiration of your favor in your bones, because that's the only way you can lead with trust. Which side note is one of the things that resonated so much when I got to join you in the trust. That word, Allie, is like, oh, uh, in me, mm-hmm. it is palpable. It represents so many things. And that's what, so many levels. So many things. Yeah. So many things. And as women leaders, that's what this whole game is. It's a journey back to self-trust and surrender. Yeah. And you're prohibiting your ability to access that if you're being too human. Welcome to Reward, the podcast of The Trust. We are the show specifically for women entrepreneurs who want to build businesses into the multi-million dollar revenues and beyond, but especially because we know the reward is much greater than that. I'm Allie Brown, and I'm excited to introduce you to these diverse female leaders from a variety of industries, women making huge impact and who are unwilling to settle for the status quo. On the web, visit jointhetrust.org to learn more about our modern community for forward-thinking seven- and eight-figure women entrepreneurs. That's jointhetrust.org. See you there. Now, get ready to enjoy this episode's powerful conversation. I need to start recording the pre-chat because Tracy and I just went into this whole Pantene, Kelly Brock. Was it LeBrock or Brock? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure uh, maybe it was LeBrock. Yeah. I'm going to have to look it up I now. I think it was a yeah. LeBrock. Le, Le um, and like that, I what I remember the don't hate me because I'm beautiful. You remember though that she said something like, I wash my hair just like all you, you know, poor peasants. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have this amazing ability to remember so much useless information. Um, so when you came on and you're, you look so beautiful and your hair is fresh and blown out, it reminded me of her because she used to do these commercials. And I'm pretty sure it was the 80s and she would hold her hair and she would go, this is my hair in the morning. And I wash it just like you and I blow it dry just like you. But why is my hair so beautiful? Because I use Pantene. And even them in high school were like, we call bullshit. We call bullshit that you use Pantene on that hair. (laughs) Right. Because we we know that's a fresh blowout. That's a fresh blowout from the salon. And we, but we still buy it anyway. And that's, that's branding, right? Because it was the best choice at Walgreens that we had at that time. That's correct. uh, That's correct. It was the, it was the elite uh, product line in Walgreens for sure. Totally. Totally. It may still be too. I don't know. I haven't yeah. bought hair care in Walgreens in a while. Happy to say that was like one of my <laughs> life goals. Um, I love LNET though. I know we're not, we're not going to do a whole show on hair. I'm sorry, everybody, but use LNET hairspray. It's, I'm obsessed with it. It's amazing. Um, if you ever, I'll have okay, to try it's it. L'Oreal, it. And it's like, the, I've used that hairspray for 15 years. And just a tip for all of you, in case mm. you tuned in for this type of information, news you could use. Um, Tracy Litt is here because she actually changes people's lives and doesn't talk about hair all the time. (laughs) So we're, (laughs) we're excited to finally have her on. And Tracy, you know, I got to know you over the years a little bit at some of my events and things. And I have to say, I can't remember if I told you this on your show when you interviewed me that I knew you did cool stuff, right? And I'm like, I I remember thinking, you know, I like her and I, I like her stuff, but I didn't know the depth of your work until I got to know you a little more. And I'm like, oh, this girl's not just life coach, you know, rah-rah. Like there's, there's, um, you take people somewhere. And, and in our talk today, I would love to hear more about 
you know, let, let's, I, first of all, I'm not sure I know a lot about your background. Do you mind if we start there and kind of move into this Love space? It. Okay. I'm going to let you drive. Yeah. Cool. So I was born in Brooklyn and raised in New Jersey. Uh, and that Northeasterner in me is a big, big part of who I am. Uh, and I love that I'm in Florida because I run quickly. So being in a really chill environment externally works really, really mm -hmm. well for me. Um, and I had a beautiful childhood, uh, middle class Jewish family, wanted for nothing. Uh, and I share that part of the story because even with all of that, not having any necessary big T trauma at that stage in my life, I started developing a really disempowering belief structure about myself, even though, right? And I share this because a lot, I, I, per I perceive and observe that a lot of people think, well, if I didn't have some big ass thing happen to me, right, then maybe my story is not as valid or, you know, why am I still struggling with things? But at the end of the day, uh, we're all walking trauma responses until we go within and work on ourselves, right? And whether it's big or little, it, trauma is trauma. And I started developing a I'm not smart enough, I'm not good enough kind of storyline in my life. Um, and then at the age of 24, I lost my mother uh, to colon cancer and liver cancer. And she was 51. And she was my best friend. And so magnificent. And in the last three years of her life, going from a six-month diagnosis to living three and a half years in Allie, you would have not known this woman was sick until about two weeks before she left her physical body mm. because she started to go within and she started to make the connection about dis-ease in the body and the emotional connection and why when we're congested and we have unprocessed emotion, how that drives dis-ease in our body. Now, this is, 19, let's see, 1998, like before it, before any of this was happening, before this industry blew up, if my mother was still alive, she would have absolutely been, she would have written the secret on the panel. She would have been that she is that pioneer. So she starts this whole journey. Um, I remember coming home and in my backyard, there'd be like 12 people people in white robes passing around a crystal wand. Now at 20 years old, I'm like, yeah, no. Right. Like I want nothing like to do with doing this. Wiki wacky <laughs> stuff in the yard. Well, like, like I, at one point she was like, there's this guy, he's a numerologist. Come and sit down with him. Let him run your numbers. And I'm like, you are batshit crazy. And I'm not doing that was this. The 90s, right. Right. It, well, yeah. Yes. And I'm a punky 20, like who, I'm 20 years old. What do I want to do with this? Nothing. The reason why it's relevant to my story is I didn't know it was subconsciously exposing me to something. I started learning things. I started observing things and I started paying attention to her at 27. Uh, so she passes at I'm 24. Um, I watch her take her last breath. I'm right next to her holding her hand. Uh, something told me in that moment to open the window so I could let her spirit out. And it was really uh, super impactful. And it grounded something in me about how uncertain life is, how the only truth that there is, is that we're not getting out alive. And I look at my mother, 51 years old, like beautiful, healthy, didn't smoke, didn't drink, all the things, right? And then recognizing and having conversations with her and looking at her work on this, um, this whole disease is dis-ease and what that really looks like. So now all of that's kind of coming into me. Then I'm 28 years old and I find myself a single mother with my eight-month-old daughter. 
And right after she passed, I got involved with a guy who I knew from high school, which side note, I didn't like him then. So I don't know what made me turn into liking him then. Uh, What I realized now was my yearning for the loss of my mother created this desire to create a maternal relationship Mm. somehow. So we got together this what I thought was going to be lifelong. I intentionally, you know, have my daughter, uh, and then realize what I was doing was trying to squeeze round holes into square pegs. And I had a depth of unworthiness issues that really, really needed to be looked at. So at that point was the first time my higher self came through in a night where I was laying on my garage floor crying. Taylor's eight months. She's crying in her crib. I'm having one of those. I know every you and every mother can resonate. It's like, stop crying. Stop crying. I can't take it. My hormones are wild. And I'm laying there in fetal position and I'm crying and I'm crying. And my higher self comes through the first time in my life and basically is like, you're going to get up and recreate a life for that little girl in there and stop being a victim of your circumstances, Mm. or this is how your life is going to play out. And I was in one of those moments where I was like, this is beneath me. Whose life is this? How did this happen? And that was my first awakening. Mm. Got up from that, masculine energyed my way right through to to climbing the corporate ladder, landing as a vice president of human resources for a massive uh, elder care firm because I love old people. I think old people are so underloved and undercredited in our society. And in climbing that corporate ladder, established a massive new life for Taylor and I and thought that my need to serve would be satiated by being in a company that serviced old people. And it wasn't. And then she came back again and my soul screaming at me, like many corporate stories go, there's got to be more. This isn't enough. I did everything society told me to do. You guys, I followed the lazy river. I followed the order of operations. I'm making multiple six figures. I have a house spot too. Cause you were, you know, here I am. And the, and the flexibility to work from home whenever I wanted. Wow. Right. And I'm still feeling like dead inside. So I start to explore, well, what can I do? Like, I'm really, I'm being tapped. Something in me is saying you're actually, you're very gifted and you're meant for something more, but what is that more? So I start exploring psychotherapy and uh, hypnotherapy and social work and all these helping modalities. And in the course of doing that, I stumble upon human growth and development. There is a world for everything, and I didn't know that it even existed. So when I found it, it literally felt like I crawled through some magical place, and now I was surrounded by spirituality and growth. And then I was like, oh my God, this is my mother. Like It was a complete like lock-in. <gasps> this is what... It's like an athlete that's been training for something. It was like a lightning bolt in my body. This is who you are. This is what you are tapping you to do. And then I was paralyzed by fear for two years. So I was ready to go back to coaching school as an adult learner on Monday. And then on Tuesday, who the hell do you think you are? And I shrunk back down and I played this gas break game with myself. And when I finally took the leap, and this is really important for the work we do, when I finally took the leap two years later, it was because she came back again and I was on a balcony It was nighttime on the ocean and I could see the white caps and I heard the waves and she comes back again. Yeah. You're not getting out alive. You are meant for more. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And I executed, enrolled in coaching school, manifested a layoff from that VP job four months later. 
I was the happiest person on the planet to ever get laid off. (laughs) I remember my CEO calls me and she's like, we're going to have to let you go. I'm like, yeah, it's cool. She's like, no, I don't think you're hearing me. I'm like, no, I heard you. We're good. And (laughs) then I rolled into literally launched the lit factor six months later, finished coaching school, went back again, became a hypnotherapist, went back again, became certified in applied neurology. Uh, And now I help women evolve their identity into the woman their dreams are requiring them to be. Yeah. You know, in the in the 90s when we go back, which is going to get everyone's getting a glimpse in, to know that we we're not super young women on this show. And <laughs> the 90s was all about that linear personal development, wasn't it? I remember going to conferences mm-hmm. and things and it was like the, you know, you know, follow the dots and like do this to grow, right? Such yeah. a huge shift from there now where everyone's realizing, mm-hmm. well, this is the only way is to grow inside out. What are you mm-hmm. seeing and feeling around women, especially coming to that realization now? Hmm. Uh, that we're all realizing it's our divine moral responsibility. That there's never been a better time to be a woman. And there's definitely never been a better time to be a woman who's leading. And we are here to actively build this new world because we are abundantly clear, if your eyes are open, (laughs) that what we have done is not working. And the way that we change this world is not by looking outside and going, how do we change the world? The way that we build the new world is by each one of us in earnest and intentionally going within and healing and getting back into our bodies and learning how to run our minds instead of letting them lead and shifting our relationship with fear and becoming fully expressed and operating at a higher level of consciousness, even though we are here in this physical third dimensional world. That's what we're doing. And that's what we're here for. Not just talking shit, not just posting graphics online about how your thoughts become things, but then you don't think about what you're thinking about that game is over. Mm-hmm. It's embodiment time. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're doing. It's exhausting though, or it can be. How do you, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Which part? I. It's so intense right now. Like it's just, it, uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of intensity and I think people getting forced into things. And so, you know, I had a little reaction when you said like, you know, there's never been a better time to be a woman leader. <laughs> you know I mean? And, then, and yeah. then I have these days and I'm like, yeah, let's go. Like, this is awesome. And then there's days like, I think I'm from another planet and I'd like to go back. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have these children, I would like to just, you know, send the spaceship and mm-hmm. I will go back to like a planet of like rational, sane people who like want to live in peace. Right. I have these, this mm-hmm. like dichotomy. And um, it's interesting. You said moral responsibility. And this came up on a prior show with, I can't remember who I was talking to them, but it is, it's like, we know why we're here. And and, yeah. and there's there's no getting around that. And here we are. Then now we're now we're facing though. All of us growing is all our internal stuff that we are moving through to get to that next level. I mean, do, do you? It just seems like there's this quickening. There's intensity now that everyone's really mm-hmm. facing what they need to move through. Do you see that? Mm-hmm. I see it. I love it. And COVID was a massive catalyst for it. When COVID occurred, I started calling it the day the universe picked up the earth like a snow globe and went <laughs> and put it back down. 
right? Put it back down and went, now what are you people going to yeah, do with like, it? Like Rudolph right? fell off, like, you know, like someone's missing a head. Like it's, it's not, yeah, yes. it wasn't just a regular shake. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and we need that. We need that because there is a quickening and um, it, there's an acceleration happening, uh, which is why more people are waking up. And that's a beautiful thing because that's how the collective rises. And the part that you were describing is like, oh, sometimes it's like, is it a lot? That's calling us to get back in our bodies and feel all of the emotion that has never been processed, right? In order for us to truly be the light workers that we are, which I firmly believe we are. We have to be clean and clear in the level of our bodies so that light can shine, so that our frequency can be this gorgeous, like, mm, 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 palpable experience. So sometimes the perceived heaviness is the amount of congested emotion that we haven't looked at in decades. And when we get good at letting that up and out and becoming a woman who feels her feeling so readily that it almost like. I can't say more about this yet, but we'll share it over space and time. There's a, a series that I'm in and the, the film crew came out the other day. And one of the producers, there was a woman, she sat down and she was like, I just have to add this question to this whole interview. You feel your feelings like easily and a lot. Mm. What, it, what is that? Because as I was talking, like if I felt a tear, I would just cry it out. Like I was just doing my thing. And I was explaining to her the essentialism, think about all the paradigms as women that we get to um, break down and create more progressive ones. When we think about our great grandmothers and our grandmothers and our mothers, there wasn't fullest expression of self. There wasn't, there wasn't, oh, you're feeling emotional? Come, baby, let it out, right? It was suck it up, buttercup. It was vulnerability is weakness. You're fine. Um, you have nothing to cry about if you're not bleeding. You'd observe your mother or your grandmother going into the closet just to like, you know, plot her eyes so it didn't look like she was crying. That is oppression at such an intense level. How can we be the light if we aren't expressed? Mm -hmm. So where do you take women yeah. in your work? Mm. In terms of feeling what needs to be felt. Like what what's the journey you take them on when they come in? And do you yeah. work with is it is it only women or mostly women? It it is women. Our school of becoming is the Institute for Consciousness and Intentional Evolution for women leaders and entrepreneurs. And uh we right now are doing our first ever mind magic for men, which has been fascinating. Wow. Uh, and my husband's in it, which has been amazing. Um, what's interesting about that is I realize as a company, we're here to elevate consciousness, right? And our medium has been women leaders and entrepreneurs. And if we're really going to be leading consciousness revolution, it includes everyone. So I was like, oh, well, let's play over there and see what happens. So cool. more to come yeah. on that. Um, so the journey is teaching you how to leverage the scientific truth that you are a spiritual energetic being having a human experience and what that means in practical application. So teaching you how to prioritize the energy that you are treating yourself like less matter, recognizing that the only problem you usually have is that you're being too human in any given moment <laughs> and you bumped your head and you forgot that there's something much bigger than you at play here. And there's a oneness and there's a connection and there's a highest good 
right? No matter what our stories were, no matter how many triumphs or tragedies, like just relax and watch the intentionality of the universe unfold. Sometimes it happens the next day. Sometimes it's a year later. Sometimes 16 years later, you look back and you're like, whoa, oh, whoa, yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it's imperative to get the uh, everything's happening for your highest good and conspiration of your favor in your bones, because that's the only way you can lead with trust. Like, like, which side note is one of the things that resonated so much when I got to join you in the trust. That word, Allie, is like, oh, in me. Mm-hmm. It is palpable. It represents so many things. And that's what, so many levels. So many things. Yeah. So many things. And as women leaders, that's what this whole game is. It's a journey back to self-trust and surrender. Yeah. And you're prohibiting your ability to access that if you're being too human. So that's kind of where the work starts. And then a large majority of the work is re-imprinting your nervous system, getting you back in your body. I have watched this over and over and over. When a woman is put back in her body, a woman is put back in her power, her intuition, her trust, her convictions can be shared, her heart blows wide open. And it is like, it's not like manpower, like, uh, 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 hear me roar, right? Like something that irks me is like when someone says, you want to be confident? Do your Wonder Woman stance. <laughs> no, 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 please stop doing that. that shit you see on LinkedIn and you're like, I'm like, and I hope I'm not a few drinks in because I'm like, you know, nope. Just refrain, refrain. But that's like no, No. yeah, yeah, right, exactly. That's that's not that's not full power as a woman. Our our power is like, "Mm, what if you were the most relaxed woman in the room? What is grounded, soft, untouchable power Mm. actually? And that's power that can only come from a woman who is operating from her inherent wholeness. Yeah. That's the journey. I've never tried it though. Hold on. Okay. Tell us what you think. What are you feeling in your body? Rounded. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. Um, Mm -hmm. But because I'm thinking, you know, the one Mm -hmm. woman who's posted that is probably listening to the show and I need to try it. (laughs) I do. Well, yes. And I'm just thinking through like there's times where it's a different type of power. And I'm just pl- being playful right now with that, you know, in that mm-hmm. I know yeah. that sometimes, for example, what is your take on that with the fit, you know, what linking that you say helping people get back in their body. So, for example, mm-hmm. I want to understand more about that because sometimes yeah. I will be noticing that even if I'm like sitting in a certain position or like there's this one spot I like to sit, you know, that can kind of get me stagnant. I realize if I sit there too much and then I'm kind of like not connecting. What's your thought mm-hmm. on like the the mind body connection? How do you help women get more back in mm-hmm. their bodies? Yeah. So uh, the first thing to acknowledge is that what you just said, which is really important. We were never taught that our minds and bodies were connected. And one of the ways that the control matrix perpetuates in this third dimensional collective consciousness perpetuates is it is driven by lack, fear, and separation. So it's really beneficial to the level of culture we're at 
to try to convince us that our neck is like our neck uppers, right? Our mind is separate from our body, <laughs> which is why when you put someone back into their body, game on, um, because that's where the seat of your power lives. And fun side fact, as a mindset specialist, 80% of the way you think is driven from your body to your mind, not from your mind down to your body. What? Like, I need everyone to be like, I'm sorry, what? 80% of the thoughts you are thinking are driven from your body up to your mind. Explain that. Not a top-down process. So our nervous systems hold imprints, right? Trauma is a physiological response to the event that happens. And that trauma then sits in our body and sits in our cells. So you can say an affirmation like and write a new thought like, I am abundant. And for like a quick second, you're like, oh, yeah, maybe I am. And if your nervous system doesn't match that, isn't open to receive that, if that thought doesn't go past your brainstem into your spine to be part of the new program, you won't actually enjoy the lived experience of that abundance. So whatever your imprint of your nervous system is, which is like your body holds your emotions and it holds all of your programming and all of your belief structure, right? Wherever that's set to is what you're going to generate and it's the level of your thinking. So if your body is holding on to money was evil or lack is the way it is and there's not enough because inherently I actually perceive that I'm not enough, you could affirm all day long and it's not going to take because we're not actually doing it at the level of the body. And how do we do that at the level of the body? We start to love our nervous systems. We somatic, so soma is the body. So somatic practice is like dancing and singing and shaking and grounding, talking to your body, sitting with your body, with your hand on your heart. Let's just, will you play with me for a second? Okay. <laughs> okay. Just put your hand on your heart. I love how willing you are with me. Thank you. We're trusting. We're embodying the trust, everybody, right now. Okay, good. I love you. Okay. Don't take me through some deep experience on the show. Okay. Don't, okay. Okay. We're not going to go anywhere right. crazy. I will be very moderate. Okay. Crazy and just take a deep, take a deep breath in with your eyes closed. Take a deep breath. And slowly exhale. And do that again, taking a deep breath in through your nose. And slowly exhale. Just repeat after me. Hi, body. Hi, body. I love you, body. I can't do this on the show, Tracy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can. I, I'll do it later. I'll do it okay. later. I didn't okay. Sign okay. Up. Okay. I want you to do it I later. Will. But really tell just be us here what for a second. To tell, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you can walk yourself through this, mm -hmm. okay? And even the simplicity of relating to your body, mm -hmm. acknowledging your body. Hi, body. I love you, body. Thank you, body. It's safe, body. Mm. You're starting to soothe. Most of us have never felt safe feeling safe. And just that baseline is so critical because 
expansion happens at the speed of safety. And if we want to become women, mm -hmm, let's write that one down. Expansion happens at the speed of safety. And in order to get to all of the beautiful things that I love to do with all the women who trust me and our process in we do rage rooms and release rooms and we're throwing medicine balls and we're doing like phenomenal things in order for me to get you open enough to go, okay, let's roll. Mm. I have to first get you to connect to your body that way to start to give your nervous system the level of safety it needs for you to go do something unfamiliar. And I need to say this because this is, this is part of, um, when I said it took me two years because of fear, when I left that corporate career, in addition to all of the schooling I was doing, I started obsessively researching risk, risk perception, and the biology of fear. Because I was like, how could I be so jazzed and certain and do nothing? How could I feel a call so potent and gas break myself for two years? So I did a TED Talk on fear. And I wrote a book, like all the things. So right now, this moment that we're in, anything unfamiliar anything different than how you felt or more than you've experienced or bigger than your mind has evidence of is going to thrust your nervous system into a sense of not feeling safe. And the big issue with that is everything that you want and everything you hope, wish, pray, and talk about is unfamiliar and unknown. And I know that to be true because if it was known, it would be familiar to you and you would already have it and you would already be it. So what we're actually solving for is giving our nervous system the safety it needs to use our voice, to shift from worry to ease, to go from masculine to being a goddess receiver, to go from hiding to speaking on stages, to go from thinking you're not enough to embracing your inherent wholeness, and a whole litany of other things. If we don't operate at the level of safety in our nervous system, you might as well just stop wow. because it won't work. Is that a different process for men? No. And I can say that confidently now because I'm guiding men right now through this process. And it's not because our biology, like our wiring, right? We all have a thalamus that sends a signal to our amygdala, which is where our fear response is, is housed that then triggers like, oh my God, keep her alive, right? Keep them alive. That level of wiring is universal. It is not gender specific. The difference in us is the imprint of our nervous system. So though, although like both you and I and everyone listening, like we all, our mind is wired for survival. Uh, you know, our fear response comes about when anything new comes around or unknown. All of that are universal biological truths. However, depending on our upbringing, the amount of trauma we've experienced, the imprint on our nervous system is different. Example, I'll have a woman come in and I'll lead her through a group through a really profound visualization and half the women will be like, oh my God, I was there. I saw my future self. This was the message. Whoa, clear the deck. Let's go. And the other half are like, I saw nothing. I, I, I couldn't see her. I couldn't feel her. And that's beautiful because it just tells me your nervous system isn't ready yet. Your imprint is tighter. The trauma experiences you've had have created um, the, the depth of you needing to feel safer. And we just need to work up to that and work with your body a little bit more. And then as the sun rises and sets a couple weeks later, those women that didn't experience it will come back and go, I did the visualization. Oh, my God. She was right there on the porch. I saw her. I felt her. We have to grow and expand with patience. 
which is a big learning curve for all of us because most of us got to our success by hustle and get shit done well, and, go and, go say, and go and go and go and do it quickly. The opposite <laughs> of what we feel like, you know, yeah. do, there, mess, we're surrounded by messages and hearing from people who aren't, you know, successful, like do, do more, wake up and do more. I'm like, dear Lord, I can't do more. Dear Lord, I can't, you, yeah, you I, know, and then there's this flip side of the woo-woo, do the flow, grace and ease, right? And I mean, is it a dance? Do you feel like it's a bit of a dance? Oh my I mean, are there times you have to turn I up love and you. I mean, there's, there's days that I feel I'm kind of in flow, but I need to kick my own ass today. Like I have those days. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, I have those days too. And I love this. And a uh, side note as a gift for everyone listening, that's called the honesty behind the honesty. So radical person responsibility is part of what we teach. And uh, you, what you just said was like, there's days I'm in flow. And then I also know the honesty behind the honesty is, Allie, get up and get it done, right? Like there has to be, when you unconditionally love yourself, you also hold yourself accountable. You also stay in alignment with what you say you want. You don't play this bullshit, fake the funk. I'm a little bit interested, but then I'm going to portray like I'm committed. And then I'm going to whine about why I don't have what I want. Like, I don't, that that's just a non-starter, right? Speaking to the whole masculine and feminine, I love what you're saying because what I'm noticing now is an overcourse correction. We're so desperately not wanting to be masculine. Now we're floating all the way over here and we're like, well, if I lay poolside and I just relax like the goddess that I am and I vision board my and way. Post it online. No. Yes. <laughs> yes, of course. Of course. Here's what, here's what from a practical, like, because I'm very, the how matters to me. Because the only way that I'm going to make my impact is by practically showing everyone how. Here's the way I see masculine and feminine as someone who that whole first half of my story I shared, the reason I became a VP was because I was head down, get it done, don't feel masculine, masculine, masculine. We get to lead with our feminine energy, with our goddess selves, with that love, that trust, that receivership that is all things feminine. And we open to that and we create our visions from that space and we trust that that's there. And we set that out into the universe like a waitress in the sky. And we're like, yes, go. And we sit and we know that and we trust. And then our masculine gets to show up in devotion to that feminine desire that's Ooh, all in us that's singularly. Hot. Like that's cool. Hot, that's like right? a like, hot maybe like this, like boyfriend come in to like, babe, I'm gonna take care of everything. I'm gonna hold the ladder or whatever, right? That's what I visualize. And I mean yes. it's like this amazing partner Thank you. coming in and like holding that space for you. I yes. like that. That's how it feels in my body. It's like so the feminine creates because that's when we're in creation. And then our masculine side comes in as if as if our masculine side is kneeling down in front of us and saying, Yes, my queen. I am the devotee to actualize those desires. What shall I get done for you? And then the part of you that's masculine in an aligned way is like, let's do it. And we action and we move and we go. And it's that balance of that and not like a 50-50 balance. That's not a thing. The reckoning and the understanding of when you need and get to flow in to which energy at which time. This sounds um, eerily familiar to balancing hormones as well. <laughs> I'm on that journey as well. I'm there. I'm there. It's fascinating. <laughs> Have you ever gotten too much testosterone? Have you ever felt that? I've I've been a little too high um, on that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It well, we're we're balancing yeah. everything, right? And it's funny. And my natural right. path is like, yeah. well, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm angry and horny. I'm like, is this what men feel like all the time? 
Like it explains a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, what perspective? It's like, oh, now I get it. (laughs) Maybe we should all just do that and like switch around and see what each other feels. I love that. I love that um, (laughs) metaphor though, because it's like we have both within us, but honoring what who we are and what the world reads, needs right now is that is that feminine, right? But mm-hmm. the masculine is like turning up the power dial. It's like I got you, babe. Let's mm-hmm. let's do it. That's you know, right. I I love that. I don't think I've That's ever right. heard that explained in that way before. So that is so cool. I'm so glad. Yeah. Yeah. So what's what's coming up for you and you know your your company? And I know you've been on, you've had some cool opportunities. I don't know if you can talk about them, but you've shared some things with us in the trust about what you're working on. Tell us everything that you're you're doing. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh so we're in a massive expansion mode uh from in enhancing team to building out the school. There are most things I can't fully talk about, but I will say is um it's amazing to step into uh, becoming a real voice for this level of consciousness um, for women everywhere. And there's various series that are going to come out that we'll be able to share um, and appearances that are coming down the pike where I'm leading scream releases, right? Like, in, like, like that's my dream. My dream is to help the world scream. <laughs> and I'm get, being given these channels that are super unorthodox that like, oh, you never watch screaming releases on TV. Well, you will. Right. And to me, that's such an example of where we're going. And it's super exciting. Uh, and we have Powerhouse coming up, which is our annual luxury immersion for women leaders and entrepreneurs that happens at the O in Palm Beach. Uh, and with the school, we rolled out a whole new, we're doing semesters. We have mind magic. We have certification. I'm birthing new seminars now because, because the growth is there to where now I have this beautiful chief growth revenue officer and everybody's in their spot. You know, I feel like we're, we're moving from scrappy startup into like something really, really sound. Uh, and that's so exciting. When you do deep work, like you do, how do you go about hiring team? And, and promoting people in to to help do the work or facilitate the work. Mm, yeah. So most of our team members have come up through the work. So my director of coaching and communication started out joining me in one of our live launches years ago and came through every level of the work. Uh, and my uh, executive assistant, you'll love this. We I met her speaking at somebody else's event. She said, oh my God, I need to work with you. She asked permission of the first person she was supporting. She knew my first ever live event was coming. This was five years ago. And she walked up to me. She said, I need to show you what I can do. I'm going to come and work for free for the whole event. And if you love what I did, then we'll talk. Smartest thing she's ever done. She's been with me ever since. And I will say that taught me how to receive. Mm -hmm having someone follow me around alley like i i drink smart water it's like my thing she would say give me your smart water i'm like what do you mean i can hold it she's like no you're not understanding this let me hold your water and when you are thirsty i will give it to you and at the level of woman i was at then i was like no but that's weird does that make me like a diva and i don't want to do that and now i realize oh no babe that's your receivership that's your goddess energy that's saying yes hold my water and i will tell you when i want my water Yes, exactly. 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 Um, So to to really answer your question more directly, hiring people that 
are already involved in their own personal growth and understand the essentialism is a prerequisite for me. Hmm. Because you cannot be in a company that is leading consciousness and not know like you know like you know it is not a luxury. This is a requirement. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like within us at first, but this has to be like, oh yeah, we know that this is this is required. And and I and I trust that that's where the world is moving to, and it's a big mission. You know, there were days where it's like, all right, I'm hemorrhaging. Fine, I'll find a therapist. Oh, there's something really wrong. I'm in a catalyst moment. Now I need to go seek some help. We're beyond that. It's time to choose. It's time to realize that your purpose as a spiritual energetic being, having a human experience, is to work on yourself. All these things that you perceive you're struggling with literally don't get a seat at the table once you go within and you start to heal and expand. Yeah. Everything you think you want changes. It's vital. Yeah. It's I hope you got to hear the last interview I did um, on the show with Annie. So our our you know uh, therapist of the trust. <laughs> yeah. and it's yes. a fascinating conversation. You'll want to hear it if you haven't, because she talked about how our past trauma can also you know we think of it personally and holding me back and blah 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 but then how it influences you as a leader and with your team, right? And so th- these conversations are just are mind-blowing. Um, it's interesting what you say about, it's not just a culture fit. That it's interesting what you're talking about. It's them truly being ingrained in that this is the way, right? Like this is the way. Yeah. And when you've seen these companies grow and and you know they don't do as deep work as you do but when you think about a lot of the personal development companies and you know these teams that have grown and then try to hire outside management when they've reached a certain level mm-hmm. right oh we got a new ceo we brought in this person that's when things start to kind of start to fall apart a bit right they lose the way mm-hmm. um so I really applaud you for that because it's a slower, more deliberate path of growth, but it's going to be so solid in what you're creating and your legacy. And, you know, we've all in the past made some hiring decisions and, you know, pulling higher level people from the outside and things too. It, it's always a give or take. So what's your your advice is if with the, the depth of your work, bringing them up through the work and the company? Yes, yes. Yes, and when they can be come from the inside, you you're so ahead of the curve. Because I know, and this is also me as a VP of HR, you know, I have a depth of like legitimate expertise in the human factor space. It's easy to teach competencies and skills. It is not easy to teach a belief structure of growth. Um, an understanding of personal responsibility, the profound amount of direct conversations, like my team, criticism doesn't exist because they understand that the difference between feedback and criticism is how you take it. And they know that that's their responsibility to not see it through that lens. Like that's something that if every company needs to work on, I know, because in any company I supported from a human resource perspective, there was always that, you know, I don't feel comfortable talking about it or people are shrinking. And she said, it's like, you you can't do anything good or progressive if people are taking things personally. So that's like one like measurable way where like, oh, wait a second. If I'm eggshelling with my team or they're eggshelling with me, (laughs) there's a root cause issue there. And to Annie's point that you just referenced, that's their trauma coming alive in their career right? They're, that's their deep belief of, 
uh, I'm inherently wrong. And now it's hard for them to receive direct feedback because they're internalizing it through the lens of this must mean something about me when it never does. This is about a company. This is about a shared purpose. This is about the work product. None of this is personal. And that's important because what drives that is the lack, fear, and separation, this I'm not enough game that the world wants you to keep playing. And as soon as you're like, oh, yeah, no, I listened. Tracy said I'm whole. Cool. Just jump on the train. (laughs) And it changes everything. It changes everything. And when you do hire externally, like this last big hire we just made, it wasn't that I needed her to be in our work. I needed her to be on her own growth journey already, right? Self-selecting that investment because we need to make an impact. And the people that are behind this business need to know like they know, like they know, this is how we do it. I love that. So looking at the time, we're going to start kind of bring it around the bend. All right. So okay, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. one is, I, as I've gotten to know you, I know that you don't go to a lot of stuff. You don't join a lot of things. Like you're, you're busy, you know, leading your movement and your company. Share why you're in the trust. Thank you. I'm in the trust because the caliber of the women that are drawn to you and what in the legacy you've created is truly like nothing else. The intellect, the heart, the generosity of these women, the friendships I have created and cultivated, the collaborations, it just makes me smile. It makes me smile. Uh, So the women, the women, the women, which means the community, I love the structure. I love that I can see you three times a year. I can pre-put it into my calendar. And I'm a big in-person person. I, I need to touch. I need to touch. Uh, that, I love the structure. And I really, really love you. I really, really admire you. I, um, When you announced the trust before COVID, uh, and I wasn't, I was at Iconic. And I wasn't at the million dollar mark then at that point that many years ago. And when you announced it, my body was like, oh, there's your new, ca- that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. And as soon as I hit that mark, here I am. And I, I love it. And I just, I'm so grateful for you and who you are and how you evolve. Um, and what you've done in this industry is the real fucking deal. And that matters to me also because you see things in a way that very few people have the depth and the breadth of perspective that you come with. Hmm. Whew, thank you. I, I'm, You're rec- welcome. I'm trying to receive that. That's a lot. Good. And I yeah, let it in. That. Let it in. Thank you. Um, <sighs> You're welcome. And we love having you. And you've been just such an incredible um, addition to our community. And just, wow, thank you. And um, so what's the reward for you, Tracy? Mm. The reward is knowing that I'm making this world more progressive for my three daughters. The reward is every breakthrough and awe moment that I watch every client have, thousands of them now, each one feels like the first time. 
I sit, I sit sometimes with my hand on my face and I'm just watching them and I am like an absolute awe. And that becomes this give receive that fills me up like, like such a, such a reward. The rewards of really changing this world because of the depth, the efficacy of our work is such that the ripple effect is palpable. And I see women posting that their children are holding their hearts and breathing, right? Like just things that you're like, what is this real life? Um, The rewards of the financial abundance that I can enjoy. I have three daughters in college. I can say, go baby, go. Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? How can I help? Right. And then the ability to contribute through philanthropy we invest a lot in inner science, which is studying the physiological and biological effects of meditation on healing and human potential. The rewards are endless. So cool. Tracy, where should everyone go to follow you, learn more about everything you have coming up, powerhouse and, and the school and everything? Yeah. Thank you. Um, Instagram, we hang out a lot. It's at the lit factor. So it's the lit with two T's factor on Instagram. Uh, and you can go right to the school of becoming.com and play. We have an awesome free Ascension assessment tells you where you are on the Ascension spectrum. Uh, and it's super, super fun. Everyone still loves quizzes, don't they? It's they just have. so fun. Rank you want, because, because we want to yeah. know. We want to know. We the old know. Cosmo quiz hasn't gone away, right? From the 90s. Yeah. Oh. Do you remember? We need, we need, okay, so we need that. We need a magazine, a physical magazine where we can like check the boxes and do all those things that we used to do. Yeah. Uh, Tracy, thank you so much. And I'm so excited to hear the response to this conversation. And I can't wait to see you at our uh, spring meeting. And we're going to be a lot closer to you now. We'll be in Naples. I know. So excited. I'm going to drive right over. Okay, hon. Take care. (laughs) Bye. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Subscribe now to the Reward Podcast to be sure to not miss an episode. And don't forget to visit jointhetrust.org to learn more about our modern community for forward-thinking seven- and eight-figure women entrepreneurs. You can learn more, apply to join us, or refer another woman you know who is over the million-dollar mark and is ready for a different type of women's network. We have events coming up both live and online that are truly creating new possibilities for female leaders. That's jointhetrust.org. See you there.